Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. And we are the parents of four kids under the age of six. We know that parenting can be tough, but it's also the most important thing we have ever done. Each week, we'll share stories from our family and discuss what we're learning as we parent in real life. And hopefully, we can learn something from each other along the way. So join us once a week as we laugh about the highs and lows of parenting. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 14 of Parenting in Real Life. I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. And today our real life parenting moment is a fun one. And this is also a tip, so you're welcome. You know how sometimes people joke that the kid likes the box more than the present inside the box? Well, we embraced that. I don't know if you're like us, but we probably have, for one reason or another, two Amazon boxes every week coming for birthdays and gifts and just like stuff you need around the house. So we almost always have an Amazon box lying around, and usually we quickly take it out to the recycling and get it out of the house to cut down on clutter. But in the spirit of the last episode when we talked about giving kids creative outlets, we have started saving those. And so we saved a few this week and let the kids go to town. And they were so excited. <laughs> they were. Chloe used one as a boat for a few days. And then it became like a garage for all their cars. And so it's had already two lives. Finally today, it also became somebody's chair. And it didn't make it through that one. So <laughs> so that one's gone. But there's still a couple left. So um, that was just a fun we, we'll have a picture that we'll post on our Instagram account, but it was fun to see the kids use their creativity and just love uh, a new toy that was actually a free box from Amazon. Mm -hmm. They love to color on it, yep. and they had me cut a door in one of them, mm -hmm. so they, they get creative with it. Yep. So a couple announcements before we get on to our discussion. First of all, we just created our first bonus episode. Mm -hmm. And so if you're interested in practical parenting tips, um, these are really short, just anywhere from five to around five minutes. Um, just a couple of more practical tips that are that we have found um, being parents. So they're, they're not about like an article or anything like that. These are just things that help us in our everyday mm -hmm. life. So if you're interested in those, you can go to Patreon slash P-I-R-L. And if you become a contributor, and that can be donated as little as a dollar a month, um, then you have access to these bonus episodes. So Yeah, so kind of our idea behind that was we want you to donate a dollar every month. So these bonus episodes we do, we want them to benefit you for at least a dollar's worth a month. So it's either going to show you how to save at least a buck a month or add value in some way that we think is worth a dollar a month. So it's like a money back guarantee. You're going to donate a dollar a month, help us keep doing this, but we're going to give you a little bonus. It's really practical, really something you can use versus what we normally do, which is just more fun and talking about things. This one's really practical. It's something that we found has benefited us. One way or another. So, hope you enjoy them. And don't forget that we also started a new Instagram account for this podcast. And it's P-I-R-L Podcast. And we're going to be sharing um, posts about the podcast every week. And also uh, pictures of like our parenting real life moments or other things that we're doing with our family and kids. Like 
the picture. We're going to have a picture of Jack's glove sock with his little monkey feet. <laughs> from If you heard last week's episode, that was our parenting real life moment. So I have a picture of that that I'm going to be posting. So make sure you head over there to see the pictures that we're talking about on our podcast. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about eating dinner as a family. And this discussion is sparked by a article on the Washington Post called The Most Important Thing You Can Do With Your Kids, Eat Dinner With Them by Ann Fischel. So Alan and I both grew up in families where we ate dinner together every night. And as we got older as teenagers, this didn't always mean that everybody in the family was at the dinner table. Um, My dad worked retail, so sometimes he wasn't there. I had water polo practice, so sometimes I wasn't there. You know, my sister's volleyball or whatever. So, But for the most part, we ate dinner together as a family. Yeah. And this, you know, started when we were young and carried through until we left the house. There's been a lot of research done about how eating dinner together as a family has lasting benefits for your children. And this has always been important for us as we started our own family. And this is something that we do It helps that I really enjoy cooking, so I like making dinner for my family most days. You know, once we hit the weekend, that's (laughs) not as enjoyable, but for the most part, I enjoy it. And so this can be more difficult if no one in your family likes to cook. And so as we talk about the different ways that having dinner together benefit your family, we're going to talk about at the end how how you can make these family meals happen if this is more Mm -hmm. of a challenge for you. Yeah. And I I think, I mean, we could talk about the health benefits of this because I'm sure there are some, but we won't. So really what we're just talking about is like getting everybody to take a half an hour and sit around a table and eat together. Um, You know, like beyond that, I don't think these studies that we're going to reference specified anything. So it doesn't have to be a homemade meal. It doesn't have to be an amazing meal. Mm -hmm. It can be KFC um, as far as I'm aware. So really the key is just getting your family to spend that time together distraction free. Right. So those would be like the only two qualifications. The first study that she references found that dinnertime conversation boosts vocabulary even more than being read aloud to. They also found that there's a correlation between regular mealtime as a family and high achievement scores. So it's even more powerful than things that you'd think of, like time in school, doing homework, playing sports, or doing art. So all those other things that we think are so important for our kids doing well in school can't beat eating dinner as a family. Um, Another one, adolescents who ate family meals five to seven times a week are twice as likely to get A's in school. More along the healthier lines, as families have dinner together, their kids are are more likely to consume more fruits and vegetables and vitamins Um, and eat fewer fried foods and soft drinks. And this also goes into adulthood, that they're less likely to be obese. So for that one, you probably do need to make the meal. Yeah. (laughs) And then having the meal together, it's important. It's more, sometimes it's more than just sitting together. Um, It needs to be a good atmosphere. So parents need to be warm and engaged and rather than controlling and restrictive to encourage healthy eating and to encourage these discussions with their kids. So it's important, you know, to be talking with them, you know, asking them about school or things that are going on, um, and also listening to their responses and just making it a safe place for discussion. Mm-hmm. Right along with that is no TV. So I mentioned that earlier. It should be distraction-free. We make sure that it's a no-screen no environment. Yeah, and I've also heard that people, like, have their kids put their phones away. Like, no phones at the dinner table. 
And so it's a good time to either turn them off so you don't hear notifications going off or whatever or put them in some spot in your house. But yeah. I don't think you need to be texting during dinner time either. Yeah, we make our girls put their Cinderella phones away because <laughs> princesses are just all day long, you know. <laughs> um, also, a New Zealand study showed that a higher frequency of family meals was strongly associated with positive moods in adolescents. So if you want happier teenagers, have dinner. And it also helps um, those teens have a more positive view of the future. There's a stack of studies that link regular family dinners with lowering a host of high-risk teenage behaviors, um, like smoking, binge drinking, marijuana use, violence, school problems, eating disorders, sexual activity. And then the last one, American teens were asked when they were most likely to talk to their parents, and it was dinner. Dinner was their top answers. And when they do, they have less stress and better relationships with their parents. So it's just like... Oh my goodness, if we would have, and we should have done this, oh man, we should have just said, if you want your kids to be, and then listed all of these things, and then said, here's the one thing you should do. Because just that list would be super compelling. Mm -hmm. Do you want your teenager to like you, to be happy, to be less likely to do drugs, to be more likely to get A's, to be healthy, all these amazing things? The one key thing behind all of those is dinner's a family. You wouldn't think that something as simple as just eating dinner together would affect children so much. That all of those things would happen just by spending some quality, I mean, some time together, you know, just, and you're eating. You know, and you're not even sitting one-on-one just talking with each other, you know, having a deep conversation. Like, you're eating. So I think it's a little more casual, usually, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But that's enough to help your kids and your teens feel safe and loved and help them be prosperous in their life. Yeah. yeah. I'm reading a book right now, which we should all just take a little moment to applaud <laughs> Alan because I'm actually reading a book. He listens to books. So usually if there's a book, he, he I'm listens to I'm physically reading a book. He's <laughs> actually with it's, his eyes. <laughs> with my eyeballs. It's amazing. It's called The Power of Habit. It's really good. Um, but he actually talks about dinner with the family because he talks about keystone habits. I used that phrase earlier. Um, he talks about keystone habits and sometimes there's these habits that we can do that kind of inexplicably affect others. And so some would say like, oh, this is just correlation, not causation. And the academic in me kind of agrees. Like there's no proof that all of, all of these things are caused by eating dinner together. You know, it could be that families that eat dinner together also are just more likely to be good at, you know, have kids that are serious about school and all those things. That could all be. But his argument is that if if you get families to just eat dinner together, it starts creating all of these other habits. So it just, it creates a better relationship with parents and that better relationship with parents causes these things. So it's just one of those habits that even if it's an indirect relationship, for one reason or another, if you get this one thing lined up right, Everything else kind of falls into place. So we really feel like it was important for us to think of some ideas or tips to help you have family dinner. And like we say, it doesn't need to be amazing. It doesn't need to be something you post to Pinterest or Instagram. The important thing is that you and your family, as often as you can, are sitting around a table and sharing a meal and and talking together. And right now for us, um, with our kids five and under, 
it looks very chaotic. We're not having deep conversations with our kids. In fact, most of the time we're trying to get Nathan just to stay <laughs> in his seat because he's usually running around and we keep having to threaten him that we're going to buckle him in his seat. And You know, Cammy was standing up today at the table and they knocked over their water. Like it's, it, and Chloe doesn't eat her food most of the time. So, and Jack's screaming in the corner that he wants more food and throwing his milk all over the place. So it's pretty uh, crazy to eat dinner together as, our, as a family right now. Um, but because of this, all our kids are going to get straight A's. Yeah. So it's worth it. <laughs> well, at least we know that we're creating habits now that we're going to continue to do as they get older. But straight A's would be a bonus. So if family meals aren't happening in your home yet, um, we there was a video at the bottom of this post um, that talked about good tips of making family meals happen. So we're going to put that in um, our show notes as well if you'd like to watch the video. But we wrote down the main points to that. First of all, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like, you don't have to make a homemade meal seven days a week. You know, that's probably not going to happen for pretty much everybody. So if you need to start out with one or two nights a week and build up to three or four, and then that's great. You know, just, just try the best you can. Start Just start doing it and don't worry that it's not perfect and it's not every day. Awesome. The other one is meal plan. Um, and Alexis is really good at this. Before she goes shopping, she plans out seven days of meals. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we eat seven new meals a week. In fact, we always try and make meals stretch two days. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to get to the point where we can't always, and it's so disheartening. It's so nice. (laughs) Too many mouths to feed. (laughs) It's so nice to have it stretch two days, because then you're only reheating, and it's so much easier, both in the cooking and the cleanup. But I'm just learning to make recipes a little bit bigger now. What yeah. used to last us two days doesn't usually anymore, so I just need to add more to the original recipe and make it last If two days. you have found that you have four or more kids, then you can reach out to us and we will commiserate <laughs> on how food doesn't go as far. Um, but for the rest of you, you should be able to stretch meals so that you know you're cooking four times a week instead of mm-hmm. um, seven. And one of those times, I usually do a breakfast for dinner. So mm-hmm. something simple, you know, like we have pancakes or omelets or... Which is amazing. Waffles. Yeah. Alan and the kids love it. Like, that's like their favorite meal I of the week. It. I work so hard on all these <laughs> other meals that the kids don't even like. And they just love the breakfast meal. Yeah. It's also the meal that I'm good at making, so I get to cook. That's true. That then I don't have to do it. But meal planning, um, I usually sit, yeah, like Alan said, I sit down, I plan out the meals for a week, and then I do the grocery list for that. And so that way we have all the food that we need um, to make those meals. And I look on Pinterest, I look on blogs, and I pull from just, you know, recipes that I know our family likes, like spaghetti and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Yep. And go as simple or as hardcore as you want, you know, with all of this. The other thing, and this is, I'm going to give an app suggestion. I'm not paid for this suggestion, but this is one where, like, I've suggested this to even people, everybody from, like, my siblings to my parents, and they've all bought into this, is AnyList. It is an amazing app for a couple or even a family to keep a grocery list. And you can use it for other lists, but we really love it. It organizes your list by like aisle, and you can customize the aisles and what aisles thing go, things go in. Mm-hmm. But the great thing is that you can share it. So if I notice something's running low, I add it to the list. So then whoever goes shopping, and 
most of the time it's Alexis in our family. But for my parents, they never know who's going to be the one that shops. And so by adding it to that, they always have the most updated list. So the next time they go to Target, there's a Target list that they've both added stuff to so they can get stuff. Or there's a grocery store list or whatever. Um, so it is really nice. And that really saves a lot of time when you're making um, this list. Is You don't have to think, like, what are all the staples we need? Because you've already added them to the list. So it's just adding the stuff you need for specific meals. And I like it, like Alan said, for other lists, too. I think I, I'm a list person. I probably have, like, 30 lists on there of different things. Yes, so it's nice. It's a great way to just stay organized, too. Um, and then finally, to have simple backup recipes. Sometimes the meals that I plan, you know, things get busy and it doesn't work out or I forgot an ingredient in the grocery store or something went bad in the fridge Whatever. Have um, a list of a couple of recipes that you know your family likes that are simple to make and that are just staples around the house. You know you're always going to have those ingredients. So that way you can still make a meal even though disaster strikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For us, it's like spaghetti. We always have ground beef and noodles and sauce, and so we can always make spaghetti. Mm -hmm. And our kids would prefer if we always made spaghetti. So it's a great one. (laughs) So, um, to wrap it up, it really is just so important to have dinner as a family. Like, we both loved it growing up. It's been really good for our family now um, and is getting better every day as our kids get older. And there's just so much evidence. It's overwhelming how much evidence there is that doing this really puts your kids and your family on the right path. So, more than sports, more than all the other things you do for your kids... And those are all great. Eating dinner together is better than all of those things. And so make sure you're making time, even when schedules get crazy. And and the science says that you'll see huge benefits. And then in terms of tips, don't overwhelm yourself. Get all your shopping done at once so that you're not going to the store throughout the week. And then um, just keep it simple. Remember that the important part is that you're sitting down to dinner, not that it's Instagram-worthy. So our social media question to go along with our podcast today is, what are your best meal planning tips to make sure you have dinner together as a family? You know, are you doing freezer meals? Are you cooking earlier in the day? Are you doing cereal? What are your (laughs) best tips to um, get dinner on the table so you can eat together as a family? So we'd love for you to answer that on our Instagram. Remember, we have a new one now, so you don't have to go to my blog one. It's P-I-R-L podcast. Yeah. You can also tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner 1. And you can check us out online. Currently, we're still at learnaswego.org. So we're hoping to start a new website if you guys can support us on Patreon. Yep. And speaking of, the way to go there is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-I-R-L. And then from there, it'll walk you through how to become a, a supporting member. And like we said, just a dollar a month would be awesome. We want to get to $25. That's enough to keep our podcast up and running and start a website. So um, even if you can just do a dollar, that would be awesome. And if you do that, you'll start getting um, access to our bonus podcast, um, which has monthly episodes that we think will compensate for the dollar that you're donating. Also, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and if you get a moment to give us a rating so that other people can find us too or if you have ideas of what to what we should talk about or what you 
um, what we've been, what we've already said. If you have opinions or think we're wrong or right or neither, um, we'd love to hear from you directly. You can email us at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com. You can email us and we'll get back to you right away. And as always, a special thanks to our four kids for being kids. Yeah. Oh. Get low. So.